may have heard on a previous episode that 80% of foods we see in our grocery stores today have added sugar. That can make shopping for healthy foods challenging. Naturally, people are looking for someone or something to help them make those difficult decisions when deciphering what foods to eat in order to be healthy. I'm referring to food fads. There have been plenty over the years. In fact, Weight Watchers was founded in 1963 Nutrisystems came along a decade later, and the Scarsdale diet appeared in book form in 1978, just to name a few. But let's stop and look at one common problem that's occurred over the past 50 plus years in spite of these diet programs. Americans are getting fatter. So it only makes sense that today food fads are as strong as ever. However, that doesn't mean they are good for you. Today we will tell you what is. I'm Lori Sobelson of Bob's Red Mill, and this is the Food is Medicine podcast. There's lasagna with ricotta, which I really love a lot of. Pizza with pepperoni, mozzarella, no bologna. A gorgeous thing, creamy chicken a la king. Weight Watchers has 23 entrees. That's more deliciousness than anybody else. 23, including chicken sweet and sour, southern fried or cacciatore, spaghetti, ravioli, and the ziti macaroni. There's filet or fish or gratin. Oh, now what have I forgotten? Weight Watchers. This is living. I don't know if you remember that ad. Maybe some of you don't even know who Vanessa Redgrave was. But that very famous actress was a longtime spokeswoman for Weight Watchers. With all the money Americans are spending on diet books and diet programs, why are we a nation of very unhealthy people? On today's show, we will talk about something better than food fads, food philosophies. If you have a philosophy about food, it's like having your own personal chef everywhere you go. To give us insight on this very interesting topic, I'm joined today by Drs. Courtney Jackson and Julie Briley. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Let's start today's program with reviewing fame's guiding principles. Courtney, can you get us started on that? Absolutely. I do want to start with just a brief review of our guiding principles before we dive more deeply into why we have chosen each of these principles. First off, we choose whole foods and low-processed foods. We encourage a mostly plant-based diet. We support including foods made from healthy animals. We encourage anti-inflammatory food choices. We understand that individuals have unique food needs. And finally, we want people to care about food. So we think it's really, really important to have a strong, time-tested foundation to stand upon of healthy eating principles to keep us confident in making consistently healthy eating choices, especially as you were saying, Lori, earlier, when we're constantly bombarded with news and media of the newest, latest, greatest diet for weight loss, for healthy skin, for the newest superfood, these things come and go, come and go. And what we want to do with our 12-week Food as Medicine Everyday series is to provide a consistent, stable, true foundation to stand upon. Courtney mentioned a whole food and low-processed diet. Why emphasize those? Julie? Well, humankind has adapted to eating whole foods uh, found in nature that naturally provide a healthy balance of fats and carbohydrates and protein, in addition to vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients. But unfortunately, our modern society is shifting towards a more highly processed diet and away from these nutrient-dense, fiber-rich foods. 
Um, in addition, chronic diseases like heart disease and diabetes are proliferating. So we're helping and encouraging people to shift towards a whole foods diet. And just to define what a whole food is, because we do get that question, this is a food that hasn't been highly processed. So things like whole fruits and whole vegetables, whole grains like oats and corn and quinoa and brown rice, legumes and beans, nuts and seeds. In addition, animal foods that have been raised in their natural environment. So pasture-raised beef and butter, wild salmon, eggs, these are all great examples of whole foods. On the other end are highly processed foods, and these are things that come in a box, come in a can, come through a drive-through window, um, things that have been altered or changed from their um, natural, how they were found in nature. So Julie mentioned the emphasis on whole foods, and that includes plant-based foods. So Courtney, can you tell us the benefits of plant-based foods and why the FAME program emphasizes this food program? Yes. Yeah, so plants are amazing. They are our source of fiber. And so many of today's chronic diseases are due to a lack of fiber in our diet. Plants are complex, they're nutrient dense, and they have anti-inflammatory compounds. And we all know, or we're all learning rather, the role of uh, chronic inflammation and in the development of many diseases. Plants contain an unknown amount of phytochemicals or plant chemicals, and they also have complex interactions of vitamins and minerals, things that are difficult to replicate, uh, though many food industrial producers often try to put back in what they have taken out. So we are big, big fans of including uh, and increasing the amount of plants in our diet. And, and Julie mentioned earlier all those sources. Much of our diet is already composed of plants, the fruits, the vegetables, the legumes, the grains, but things to also consider healthy fats made from olives and coconut oils and nuts and seeds. So while this concept of a plant-based diet may seem perhaps overwhelming or brand new for many, if you're choosing a whole foods-based diet, a plant-based diet almost naturally occurs. Sounds like the benefits of eating whole grains, fruits, and vegetables are pretty significant. With all that you've mentioned, it's amazing all that you can get simply by eating whole foods. But this is where I'm a little bit confused, and I'd appreciate some clarification, and that is because you emphasize prioritizing a plant-based diet, but you still promote the inclusion of foods from animals. Can you help us explain why that is? That's right, Lori. You know, in addition to all of the benefits of plants, we also know that animal-based foods do have a unique nutrient-dense source of both macro and micronutrients. So animal foods generally are very high in protein, in addition to healthy fats, um, also micronutrients and vitamins and minerals like um, iron and zinc and vitamin B12, which is only found in animal foods. Um, but the catch is that we're really promoting animals that were raised in their natural environment and fed their natural food. Um, so we're not promoting the inclusion of animal foods from conventional um, animal agriculture practices, which puts animals in cramped environments and feeds them their unnatural diet, which can cause illness and disease in the animals. Um, 
So like I said, in the FAME series, we do encourage a mostly plant-based diet. And if you are choosing to eat animal foods, to take into account um, the ethical treatment of animals as well as the welfare of the environment. Another topic we're hearing a lot about is the role of inflammation and chronic disease. Uh, Courtney, can you help us understand how the two are linked and how food choices really do make a difference? So if you are confused about the role of chronic inflammation and disease, think of any disease that ends in itis. So things like arthritis, diverticulitis. The itis emphasizes the role of inflammation in these disease processes. We know that chronic inflammation is linked to a number of chronic diseases. Certainly we want to bring up diabetes and heart disease and even cancer. So diets that are high in added sugar as well as highly processed fats, actually contribute to the development of this inflammation within our bodies. The diets that are deficient in nutrients, which tend to be highly processed diets lacking in whole foods, also contribute to inflammation. So by choosing a plant-based diet and avoiding foods made from unhealthy animals and reducing your exposure to preservatives and artificial ingredients, you can naturally reduce the level of inflammation in your body and reduce your risk for chronic disease. Once again, we're reminded to seriously think about the foods we choose and the effects they have on our bodies. So many of us often will eat to satisfy hunger. This is a great reminder to think about those foods and what they do or do not do to our bodies before we actually choose to consume them. So tell us why it's important to consider that individuals have unique food needs. Well, Lori, there really is no one right diet for everyone, although a lot of people will try to tell you or sell you on their one specific diet. As naturopathic physicians, uh, we give dietary recommendations to every single patient, and we take into account their age, their life stage, uh, what disease we might be treating, what diseases we might be preventing due to their individual risk factors. We're also taking into account food allergies, food sensitivities, and just as important, things like cultural upbringing, Uh, ethical food choices, all of these uh, take into account what individual diets someone should be prescribed. I appreciate that answer because so many times we forget that we aren't all the same. So many times doctors or the media or society as a whole want to just put us together as one group, and we're not. We're a group of individuals, and everyone has their own Um, things that they need to strive for, or like you had mentioned, culture is very important, and we forget about that. And so I appreciate that very thorough answer. Good good answer to that. And I do want to add that if, if diets did work, we would all be in perfect health because there's been a million diets that have been promoted over the years. Boy, isn't that the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh. I know that the fame philosophy includes the importance of caring about food, and you had touched on this before. Um, Both of you did in your previous uh, answers. But, Courtney, can you tell us what you mean by caring about food? Food is intensely personal. And and having worked in these community-based cooking and nutrition uh, classes over the last many years, anyone who's trying to undertake a new relationship, a new behavior with their food choices, it's challenging, it's emotional, 
It can be rewarding. It can be difficult. It's in, it's incredibly personal. But it also food connects us to our community at large. It connects us to our partners, our spouses, our children. It connects us to our colleagues, our our employees. Uh, it connects us to the world at large. Sometimes the food we choose to eat is the only opportunity we have during a busy workday or a day spent indoors to interact with nature, if you will. So the choice of food we make and how we interact with our food is incredibly important for individual health, community health, and I would even say world health. Uh, certainly we know that food systems, the industrial food production model, uh, can negatively impact quality of water, quality of air, contributes to global warming. So if we are disconnected from where our food comes from, we are inadvertently contributing to, in an unknowing way perhaps, to some of these big problems that we all do care about. So we really want to encourage people to to care, to get connected with the, ch the food choices they're making, and to reach out to those uh, individuals, community members that you care about and share this personal uh, yet very important experience with others. Once again, we're reminded that it's not simply just what you put in your mouth. I know when I go to our local farmer's market, I just so enjoy connecting with the farmer, talking to them about the product that they're selling, and just to get to know them and, and have that relationship, I feel so much better when I go home and then prepare those foods that I have some connection with the farmer. And I think that's a good reminder to take a look at the, the whole picture rather than just what you buy on the shelf. Also, another thing, question I have is how does fame differ from a fad diet. Now, we've talked about this. We've hit on this on a couple of different points, but Julie, can you explain it maybe a little bit more in depth? Sure. So a fad diet or a, a diet in general that's being marketed to the public is something that is meant to be short-term, and it's something that comes along with some type of health claim, uh, weight loss, improved blood pressure, et cetera. The list can go on. Um, we're not promoting any type of short-term diet. We're promoting a long-term healthy lifestyle um, that provides a healthy relationship with whole foods, with real food. We prefer to use the Latin root of the word diet, which is dieta, which means way of living. And so that's what pr we're promoting in the FAME series, using these guiding principles. It's not about going home and doing this diet for 30 days. It's about a long-term behavioral change, shifting from a more highly processed diet to a more whole foods diet. I really like the term lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes when I've heard the word diet, I think of something so negative. And lifestyle is positive. It's a commitment. It's a long-term commitment, as you just mentioned. So what is something unique about the FAME program that they f you focus on compared to other nutrition educations that isn't, hasn't been mentioned yet? Sure. I think one of the unique characteristics about the Food as Medicine Everyday series is that, first and foremost, it's physician-led. This means participants are spending 90 minutes face-to-face -face with a physician every week talking about current health topics, talking about nutrition, talking about the healing properties of food. And this, of course, is in stark contrast to the modern medical office visit, which tends to be about seven to 10 minutes, people often don't have enough time to get these really critical questions answered about how can I make 
healthy food choices in order to improve my health. Second, we encourage the inclusion of low-processed natural fats in the meals that we make. We recognize that healthy fats are part of a whole foods-based diet and that oftentimes, again, mass media marketing is always encouraging or has been encouraging, I should say, low-fat, no-fat trends. And so we really want to buck this trend and let people know that healthy, low-processed fats are part of a whole foods-based diet. We recognize the importance of cooking as part of the process of building a healthy relationship with food, not simply purchasing pre-made healthy food. Many of us are busy and we are going to do that at times, but the actual act of cooking really promotes that relationship with food, that caring about food, that intimate relationship with food. And finally, when parents are surveyed about one of the obstacles they face in terms of making healthier food choices for their families, when they are faced with looking for resources to help educate them about improving the health of their food choices, they're often looking for family-based programs, and there tends to be a lack of these programs. Many nutrition and cooking programs are based for kids only. So the Food is Medicine Everyday program welcomes entire families, though oftentimes we may only have a few members, grandma, mom, dad, few siblings here and there. Occasionally, we've had three generations of the same family attending a workshop together. So when family can get together with one another, whatever that family unit may be defined as, it really helps to improve that healthy food journey for everyone. That's one of the things I really enjoy when I visited the FAME program in action. One of the classes or sessions is to see the interaction of the family members during teaching moments when the doctors are presenting uh, information about why foods do what they do to your body and the faces, the, the excitement when the mother and the daughter or the grandmother finally get it or they understand, wow, that's something I hadn't heard before. And then also I appreciate the fact that you mentioned the cooking together. When, as we know, statistics show that when you are involved in cooking and personally, like you said, not just opening a package, but really doing some cooking from scratch, that kids are more apt to eat a wide variety of foods if they're involved in the cooking process. So it really does make a difference. It's a very unique program, and I'm so privileged to be able to attend the FAME program and to hear you to teach. You do a fabulous job. And I also agree that there is nothing that can compare to sitting down with family, enjoying a tasty homemade meal and great conversation. It really brings people together. In today's to-go box, I just want to recap the FAME principle, which is to promote whole foods, low processed foods, mostly plant-based, include foods that made from healthy animals, and also promote anti-inflammatory food choices. Fame is unique because it teaches a lifestyle, not a diet. Many thanks to my guests today, Drs. Courtney Jackson and Julie Brively of the Food is Medicine Institute. And for more information about the Fame program, check out the website at foodasmedicineinstitute.com. Mm-hmm.